Welcome to Season 3 of the Precision Medicine Podcast, sponsored by Trapello. This is the podcast where experts come to discuss the problems oncologists, reference labs, and payers face as precision medicine grows and consider solutions for advancing the quality of patient-centered cancer care. Be sure to subscribe at precisionmedicinepodcast.com to get the latest episodes delivered straight to your inbox. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Precision Medicine Podcast. I'm Jerome Madison, and Karen, first, I think we should pause and thank our listeners because we have exceeded 40 episodes of the Precision Medicine Podcast. Yes. Thanks, Jerome. The award-winning and worldwide Precision Medicine Podcast, I might add, as we kick off Season 3. Some of you may know that we are based in Boston, but we now have listeners as far as Australia and East Asia, over to Europe and even the Middle East. So as Jerome said, yes, we thank all of you for continuing to tune in and share with your friends. And we encourage you to leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our audience of, of scientists, cancer patients and advocacy groups, uh, cancer care providers, industry, labs, payers. And we, we have to thank for that our incredible guest. And I'm excited about today's conversation around the promise of precision medicine. And we have with us CEO of Concert Genetics, Rob Metcalf, with us as a guest on the podcast. Rob, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah. And uh, later on, and we, we have to talk about this, this, this same conversation here is the CEO of Trapello Health. And we kind of have a, a group conversation uh, around this. Clint, thanks for coming back to the podcast. Yeah, Jerome, thanks. This is, uh, we're looking forward to this. Absolutely. Rob, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to lead at Concert Genetics. Sure. Uh, my background is a little bit unconventional, un, uh, uh, at least as it relates to healthcare technology CEO. Um, I have um, run uh, a couple different companies uh, previously. Um, most recently, I was um, running a artificial intelligence machine learning company uh, that focused largely on unstructured data, applying cognitive computing to broad swaths of data in a variety of uh, markets, financial services, national security, law enforcement, healthcare. Uh, before that was uh, running businesses for uh, a large uh, multinational company, LexisNexis, Reed Elsevier. Uh, had the privilege of running businesses in a few different countries, and they were all, however, focused on data and software, information services businesses, kind of helping um, professionals make decisions. Before that, I uh, was in strategy consulting and uh, have uh, really, over the course of the last 10 or 15 years, kind of developed an interest and uh, expertise in bringing technologies, largely advanced or emerging technologies to market, hopefully uh, in ways that are really meaningful for the end users of that technology and for the broader marketplaces uh, that they serve. So when we talk about the, the industry of precision medicine, um, I mean, we had a robust conversation before we even press record to, to record the podcast, Rob, but We've been talking about the promise of precision medicine. We, we, we talked about the Human Genome Project um, was completed in 2000, 
one, right? Almost 20 years ago. The industry has been talking about precision medicine or, or the promise and potential of precision medicine for almost 20 years. Why do you think the promise of precision medicine has taken so long to arrive, if that's right to say it like that? I think it's a great question. And I think it's one of the things that concert genetics uh, that we have spent a lot of time working on and hopefully working through and, and building some solutions uh, that help address. I think one of the, um, there are a number of challenges. There are always challenges when you are bringing kind of advanced uh, technologies to market. Um, there are, you know, early stage problems of just proving out kind of how things work. Uh, and then it takes time to transition to actual solutions. I think from the perspective of, of, of concert genetics in particular, uh, as it relates to precision medicine, I think one of the one of the gaps or one of the challenges is just that we're doing things that are really, really different. Precision medicine is challenging some of the underlying uh, assumptions and certainly underlying infrastructure for for healthcare. And so, going from understanding uh, the genome sequence to developing uh, utility models and ultimately implementing things in the healthcare system, it takes it takes a long time normally. Uh, to see that translation from research to the the clinical environment, but in this case, it's an even more complex uh, transformation or translation because the the scale of the data uh, is so large and different. The purpose, uh, the underlying capabilities of the healthcare uh, infrastructure just were built long ago for uh, for purposes uh, that are um, you know quite different than what we're asking of the healthcare system today when we think about rapid explosion of genetic testing, a deep and complex pipeline of therapeutics, uh, a knowledge base uh, from, or from the perspective of a clinician that has expanded uh, and ex- continues to expand um, almost exponentially. And I think those are just some of the obstacles that have to be overcome if the healthcare system is to kind of adopt and keep up with the promise, if you will, of precision medicine, which I would just define as really the ability to take into account one's genetic information in a safe, efficacious, uh, and um, uh, ultimately uh, beneficial manner for, for the patient and for the broader health of the population. Technology innovators have the innate ability to see the problem that needs to be solved before like we have the, the ability to solve it, like the, the tools or, or resources to solve it. Um, Clint and I are reading, I, I recommended a book to him, uh, a fantastic book that is titled The Future is Faster Than You Think by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. Um, and they talk about how technology is converging to radically change our future and healthcare, specifically cancer, and, and Rob, you just spoke to a lot of that. Um, Clint, how is, is Trapello Health leveraging technology to solve problems in precision medicine? Well, I've enjoyed listening to, to Rob's comment on applying technology to this. And I think that, you know, it's part of the reason that we're, we're on this podcast together because we've recognized a lot of the challenges. Um, and while we are kind of approaching the problem or different parts of the problem, uh, we both recognize the importance of 
applying technology. And, Rob, and, and Jerome, I appreciate your comment on innovation because one of the things that, that I've really come to believe in this is that just as Rob said earlier, he said precision medicine is really different. And it challenges, I would go on to say it challenges existing processes. Anytime something new comes along and people want to take advantage of it because it seems to, to be very promising, it challenges existing processes. And those processes, whether, they're, whether they have to do with the way a test gets ordered, whether even determining what or whom should be tested, uh, and, then, and then how to interpret those results, and then making, bringing all that to scale. Those are all going to be impacted. Uh, all of that gets impacted by these existing processes. So, w- when you ask, you know, how do we bring technology to solve these problems? I think it really started in in recognizing the problems in the first place. And companies like ours, and and companies like Concert, who have the the benefit of kind of stepping into a space, into a world where these problems can be recognized. And then having the, um, I guess, the determination and the passion to try to find out how do we apply technology to fix some of these problems is really what's exciting. And I say that because when you look at some of the companies that are in our space today, who kind of just kind of evolved into this space, often those companies are, they're very constrained by the way things have been the way their businesses kind of need to be run. Um, and they don't have the opportunity to look at the problems from a really fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Robin, I've had conversations about this. And the fact that we were able to look at these problems that are new and changing really quickly, we were able to look at this from a fresh new perspective with, techn- with the ability to say, look, we can rapidly create relatively, rapidly create new solutions that address these which puts us in a unique position. And that's what I think is pretty exciting about it is uh, the ability to, to kind of see the problems. Where are their workflow challenges? Where are some of these old processes that could be uh, reformed? And how, do we, and how do we do that? Rob, we were on a panel with Hannah Mamushka for the Precision Medicine Leaders Summit. And the question was asked, who has the biggest impact on the adoption of diagnostics into our, our standard of care, our standard practices? And um, Hannah thought it was the payer. She said, by far, it's the payer. I don't want to put words in her mouth. I don't know if she said by far, but she, her, she was passionate about the payer as the biggest impact. She said, because you know, if they consistently paid for diagnostics, these tests and the subsequent therapies, the physicians would then use them routinely to treat patients. Um, you know, this question is for Rob, you and Clint. You know, why why should payers change their processes or even care about this problem? I mean, they they'll pay for what they they want to pay for. I mean, they have their ways of doing things that have worked for years. Uh, how do you get their attention to understand the impact and the benefit of a new approach? Um, I think our interaction with payers and with health insurance companies, we focus on a set of problems that are easy to explain, that are complex to solve. And I think at, at Concert, we think are re- represent significant opportunity for their members uh, and for the other stakeholders that they interact with, for their uh, their ordering providers. Um, and, and I think the 
it is important to understand the ecosystem, to understand the role of payers, particularly uh, in setting medical policy and determining coverage. Uh, and so I certainly agree with Hannah in, in that regard. Um, and, and I think the, our, our approach, um, at least at concert, has been when we're talking about the payer to think, what, what are those problems and how do we solve them uniquely? So in, as it relates to genetic testing, and by genetic testing, I would refer to, I refer to both the somatic testing and germline testing, you know, everything from prenatal uh, tests through to uh, oncology panels to cancer screening to rare disease panels. There's just a, a, a pretty broad swath of genetic tests. We at Concert track about 160,000 unique orderable genetic tests at this point. And there is a lot of variation. It's difficult to identify tests. There's a lot wide variation in coding. There's wide variation in how medical policies are written uh, by payers. There's wide variation in terms of how those policies are interpreted. There's wide variation in terms of pricing. And that's all just on the genetic testing. That's even before you get to all the things that follow genetic tests. And so variation is not always a bad thing, but it, in this case, means and connects to a lot of inefficiency. We, we at Concert try to provide, tying back to my earlier comments, kind of infrastructure, data and digital infrastructure that helps health plans manage these this area more efficiently. And that can translate and does translate into reduction in administrative costs and friction in the healthcare system. We want to reduce those two things because that comes out of, uh, it comes out of our pockets uh, as our insurance premiums. Uh, It comes out of uh, our uh, health as it friction in the system means it's harder for our doctors to, kind of keep up to date and uh, apply technologies and science. And so when we work with pairs, we are really heavily focused in on some of those inefficiencies and using better definition around tests and codes and a whole set of technology tools to automate in many ways and bring greater trans- transparency to the, um, uh, the setting and enforcement of medical policies. And that is a part of, but not all of, kind of the ability to move toward that promise of precision medicine. So take these highly manual, relatively slow, very complex processes and use data to automate them. And we think there's a huge, huge opportunity in that for health plans to act in their their own, that is in their, the interest of their members, as well as to advance uh, precision medicine uh, in doing so. Yeah, and Rob, just to draft off that a little bit, I mean, the whole nature of precision medicine speaks to personalization, and personalization speaks to variability. And it's what you said earlier, it's not variability that we can avoid, it's, it's unwarranted variability. The hard thing is to know in a, in a new age of personalized medicine, where we're going to see more and more unique types of cases or cases that are treated uniquely, how as a payer can you apply processes that were until now really geared to put everybody in groups of people, right? People who might have this cancer who who might get one of these five drugs. 
we've now evolved to a place where there are so many new therapies, new approaches, so much new information coming out that a personalized approach requires an entirely new way for payers to think about how to solve these problems. How do you know that this was actually warranted variability or unwarranted variability? And I don't think, I, I'm convinced, and I'm sure you are too, Rob, you can't solve this problem manually. You can't solve this problem without the right kind of data and information at the point of decision. No longer can you just say, that's pretty easy, flip a few pages, we'll figure out what is appropriate. This is a much more complex environment than we've ever seen in healthcare before. The Precision Medicine Podcast will continue right after this. With the explosion of new data and biomarkers in cancer today, how can healthcare professionals keep pace to know which genes will best inform treatment decisions? Trapello knows. Trapello is the first single technology platform used by oncologists, labs, and payers to resolve the complexities of precision medicine in real time. Trapello knows which patients to test and when. It knows which tests are most appropriate, which labs are preferred, and which treatments are most likely to be reimbursed. Visit trapellohealth.com to learn how you can give cancer patients the most appropriate, evidence-based treatment options when time matters most. So it seems the promise of precision medicine is is coming faster than we think it is because of what you both have been talking about, the convergence of technologies. And I guess to that end, you, you guys have uh, Concert Genetics and Trapello Health have created a collaboration. Tell us, tell us about that. Well, I might just quickly start by saying that that um, since I joined Trapello, which was Intervention Insights before, uh, back in 2017, people have asked me in some of the earliest conversations, are you guys, do you know concert genetics? Are you like concert genetics? Your story sounds similar to the approach to the market that the folks at concert genetics uh is taking into that. I think um, we have, I think, had a, well, we've been on a little bit of a parallel course in the, in the way we are, uh, we are uh, attacking the market or addressing the market. Uh, I think what we've, what we've, we, we've known about each other is that we, we have a similar philosophy and we have complementary technologies. Uh, Concert Genetics is focused heavily on, on genetics, and Rob just talked about the hundreds of thousands of, of tests that have to be managed and monitored across this wide spectrum of, of um, diseases. And, and we've been very deep in oncology and really deep in the somatic testing and interpretation. And so, uh, you know, from our perspective, we welcomed the opportunity to get to know Concert and over the past year or so, we have just strategized on how we could be collaborative in addressing this, uh, these, these challenges together. Yeah, I just build on that. I think from concerts perspective, we're, uh, have had a, you know, a great relationship with, uh, with Trapello and have a lot of respect for the depth of expertise in oncology 
And in responding to the needs of our customers and more broadly speaking, the needs of the broader ecosystem, just felt like there was a really, really good opportunity uh, to team up. And when you think about the conversation so far, and we step back and particularly from the perspective of the, the payer, the, the payer stakeholder with whom we spent a lot of time thinking and working through to reduce uh, unwarranted variation and administrative waste uh, and ultimately deliver higher quality, higher certainty, uh, precision medicine capabilities, some of the incredible uh, investments that uh, Trapello has made in terms of oncology were really of great interest uh, to, to our customers. And so that opened up an opportunity for a conversation around a partnership, which um, we, have, we have put in place. And really the goal there is um, many of the things that we're doing uh, with payers and with other stakeholders to kind of bring the best of that expertise on both sides uh, to address some of these problems. We want to move together through technology, through the availability of information toward a world in which the gap between knowledge around, in this case, around oncology and implementation is shorter, is more reliable, and ultimately is more effective. And effective meaning in some cases, uh, really in all cases, that what is best for the patient is done the first time. And it is done consistently across geographies, across health systems. Uh, and it is done in a way where we can measure the results. That is where it's connected digitally and where we can understand what the impact is of a diagnostic, of a therapy and how those things work in relation. And so really bringing together our capabilities enables additional uh, advancements to that end, whether it be for the, the payers, the providers, uh, or the laboratories uh, in uh, the precision medicine ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, one other thing I might add really quickly to this that that I think listeners might appreciate is that um, while even just months ago, you could look at somatic test results and uh, think of them even more siloed than we can today. As I was talking to Janine Morales on our team who heads up our clinical content, um, we had a great conversation and she began to give example after example of how important it is to, to basically be looking at, at genetic testing and somatic testing uh, in the context of specific patients together. And I think that also speaks to this because if you look today at solution providers like ours that, that, are, that can provide real in-depth at the point of care and after the point of care understanding of this, um, there really aren't any other solutions out there who are today able to do it in one solution. Our collaborative approach, I think, is going to be really well received because it gives us a chance to come in and solve a broader set of problems and in a much more integrated way and less siloed than uh, you might have as a way of looking at that solution other ways. Yeah, I agree. The, the, there are a couple other ways to think about it. I mean, Clint, 
the the overlap or um, complementary nature of the the germline and the somatic testing is, I think, a really important point. The other thing that we see a lot in in the marketplace that I think is maybe not as obvious uh, to listeners, at least from the perspective of a, a health plan, health insurance company, is that genetic testing is usually managed uh, in a health plan as part of laboratory. Hmm. And then uh, your sort of drugs, therapies are often managed separately from that. Now, they can be brought together, and I think for good reason, under oncology. But you may have two or three different groups thinking about the elements that we, Concert and Trapello, are heavily focused on attacking the problem separately and maybe not in as coordinated a fashion. I think what what's exciting about working with Trapello is the ability to put those pieces together and really start to understand and measure and provide infrastructure so that we can see the clear connections between the diagnostic, the therapy as it relates to oncology. And that, I think, is the trend that we will see continue in specialties outside of oncology, but specifically as it relates to genetic testing and broader, more broadly molecular diagnostic, if you will. It's the, it's the oncology's first, but many other things will follow. And the infrastructure needs are going to be very, very similar. Mm-hmm. How does a test get ordered? How does a test get resulted? Mm-hmm. How does it impact ultimately the patient's care? And then how does that information get used to figure out what we should do more of and what we should do less of? Well, the, the incredible outcome of that is its potential to benefit a greater number of cancer patients. So you can learn more about this initiative and partnership at precisionmedicinepodcast.com on the landing page of this episode. Rob Metcalf, CEO of Concert Genetics and Clint Taylor, CEO of Trapello Health. Thank you guys for being great guests in the conversation here on the Precision Medicine Podcast. Thanks for having me. Been a pleasure to be here. Yep. Thanks, Jerome. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Precision Medicine Podcast, sponsored by Trapello. Trapello is the first clinical decision support tool to align the interests of oncologists, labs, and payers to give patients the best chance at beating cancer. To learn more, visit gettrapello.com. To subscribe to the podcast or download transcripts of any episode, visit precisionmedicinepodcast.com. We invite you to join the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter at PMP by Trapello or on LinkedIn at the Intervention Insights company page. If you know someone who would enjoy the Precision Medicine Podcast, please share it. They'll thank you, and so will we. We hope you'll tune in for the next episode. <laughs>